Welcome to That Was Wild, a Minnesota Wilds podcast brought to you by Hockey Wilderness at SB Nation. I am Matthew Smith, found on Twitter at From Tape to Tape. I'm Thomas, site manager at Hockey Wilderness. Sorry, my dog just tried to get into the room and I think she just skedaddled a little bit. Anyways, uh, yeah, Thomas Williams. Um, hey, Matt, how's it going? Good. Listen, she's just really excited about the the season. That's yeah, are we all? Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a crazy 22-23 season. Um, yeah, I know we already talked about this, but Matt, we already, uh, we know, but how excited are you for the season on a scale of 1 to 10? A 12, Thomas, a 12. <laughs> it's, it's a corny answer, but... Uh... Oh. I think I yeah I think there's there's a lot of justification to be excited about this season. Yeah, I think I'm a I'm I'm going to stay within the bounds um, and not cheat um, and, and lie about being so excited. But uh, yeah, I think I'm a solid nine. I think I'm really happy to be watching hockey again. Um, tonight is the actual the regular season actually officially starts with a Rangers and Lightning. Game? Are you just not, uh, you're not counting Europe? You don't count those games? No. <laughs> it's like when that MLB played, like, started their season, what was it, Seattle and someone else started in Tokyo. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I think I'm a solid nine just because I'm really happy to be watching hockey again, and it's another year where the Wild haven't changed their roster a lot, but there is still additional players, and we'll get to that of what kind of specifics, but um, – yeah, I think it'll just be a really fun season no matter what. Um, whatever happens will be interesting while they're in an interesting position where people see them as contenders all of a sudden, but they haven't won a first round in a very long time. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting spot, but I think it just grows more intrigue as the probably as the season goes on. So a solid nine, I think. I mean, my a lot of my excitement comes from, I think, being seen as a contender in the division like even last year going into it it was pretty clear that Colorado was the best team in the division mm-hmm. possibly the conference so this year I think it's a little bit more even with the players that they've lost and while the wild did sort of do some shuffling I think the development system has kind of um, made up for some of that transition stuff losing Fiala so yeah I'm, I'm yeah. if they're they look like they're gonna they have a chance of being this the best team in the division. And I don't think that was true last year, even though they were at times. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a two edged sort of like having expectations. Cause like, it is really fun to, I feel like last season they head into the season. There's like zero expectations. Like they could have not made the playoffs and no one would have been like, okay, that's crazy. What are they doing? But they, or they could have won the president's trophy, which they're just five spots away from winning that. Um, but yeah, so I feel like expectations are a little higher this year, so that could come with more pressure and being upset if the Wilds suddenly start out a little cold. But um, yeah, like I said, no matter what, it'll be interesting. Okay, well, uh, we're going to make this short and sweet and just sort of dive mm-hmm. right into it. Uh, and Thomas, I wanted to ask you, uh, sort of throw you some wild predictions for the Minnesota Wild in this upcoming season with all the excitement for it. And uh you can sort of give me your initial reaction, uh, see how crazy some of them are. I don't necessarily believe in all these. Uh, but... <laughs> well, don't stop the people that. 
but I think I think they're all tangible in some some people's minds. So uh, okay. let's uh, for the people. Yeah. So let's start with uh, Marco Rossi. Okay. I think that Marco Rossi will set the record for most points by a wild rookie. Wait, so that's Kaprizov has how many? Because he obviously broke. So Kaprizov does have the record for the franchise record, um, which is 51 points in 55 games back in 20, 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of low. Uh, it sounds not that it's a lot more impressive. Uh, he's definitely not going to eclipse that points per game, but I think that the expectation that Rossi, depending on where he is in the lineup, if he gets power play mm-hmm. time, um, especially if he develops and sticks with the team for the whole season, um, for him to get 60 points, I think is not crazy. It might be lofty, but it's not crazy. Yeah, I would say, it can, like you said, it depends on a lot of things, like of how progression kind of goes through. And I feel like you'd you'd if it's something you want to keep track of, you'd have to really pay attention within like the first month. Cause if he's not out of that fourth line spot within a couple weeks, then that prediction lowers and lowers. Um, <laughs> and also I was just looking at kind of the power play and it will. So he's on the second power play unit already, but that is also Marcus Felina, Ryan Hartman, Frederick Cadreau and Jared Spurs is not the most uh, offensively charged options um, available. But if he can kind of dethrone Erickson Eck at the top center position for that first unit, and again, if, it, if he could do that in a month or two, then I feel like that's a real potential. Because he could just rack up a bunch of points on the power play if he's part of that unit. Like Zuccarello, Rossi, Boldy, Addison, and Kaprizov all playing together. Yeah, and I, I, he's got a couple things working in his favor. Um, like Everson had said uh in a post game during the preseason that the reason that you know boldy addison and rossi are starting with the team like they're here to provide offense and they're going to be given power play time to do so so that will definitely help him out and as well i mean the power play has been putrid for ever Yeah. Is that, a, is that a, a very exact time period? Yeah, um, exactly. So there, uh, there's, there's nowhere to go but up, baby. <laughs> okay. Well, give me your, give me your next prediction. Okay. Should next I prediction. We alternate. Uh, you, you can give me yours then. Okay. Um, kind. Of, I guess uh, dovetailing off your talk about the power play and stuff, um, and this is also in, in an article. <laughs> that I wrote uh, today, actually, on HockeyWilderness.com about four bold predictions, and I won't just repeat exactly what I wrote, but I'll include one here. Um, Kaylin Addison will finish top five in scoring, and this is on the wild, not the full league. Um, I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, just looking at kind of the names of things, because also, like, what I I noticed massively last season, kind of in the summer, looking over stat sheets and whatever, but, like, the wild defense went from being one of the top point producers to being one of the worst or lowest, not so much worse because people are still producing points, but just a less of a reliability on the blue line, getting points, getting goals, getting whatever, um, and kind of shift that up. Obviously with the Caprice Elvis, you could kind of depend on him more, but,
But I think Addison changes that a little bit. Um, he probably has the best shot on the blue line already. And he'll be playing on the top power play unit. That's just like supercharged with talent um, and probably getting a lot of favorable situations because I don't think Everson trusts him fully defensively yet. Um, so you'll probably see him a lot with like getting offensive zone starts and getting playing with on the uh, on at home with the top line or something like that um, in those situations. So I think he'll probably just all the factors kind of go into him getting a top five spot because I don't think he'll start. It'll be Kaprizov, Boldy, Rossi, but then he could throw Zuccarello in there and then maybe Addison. But he's somewhere around there. But yeah. Yeah, so you're talking like to even eclipse uh, what the 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 top producer on the blue line from last season, which is Jared Spurgeon, that mm-hmm. would be forty plus points he would have to score in order to be even the best defenseman. Yeah, for points. But you think you're in, and you think he's in the top five. So you're, I mean, even going by last hand, last um, yeah last year. That means he would be outscoring Joel Erickson. Yep. Yeah. What did he get? 48? 49. 49. So you're, you're thinking yeah. 50 plus points for a no, guy who had four points in 15 games last year. I, yeah, but he's good. It's definitely lofty. Um, again, I, I really think that the power play will probably be revamped. Um, yeah. A fair bit this year, just because it really seemed to be the Achilles heel. Um, during their worst times. Um, so, mate, I, I would say that I don't really agree with that. I do think that he probably gets close, but I don't see him get fifty plus points. Wow, hater, hater, Matt Smith. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, I believe in Kalen Addison. I don't think that Dean Evison believes in Kalen Addison. <laughs> Whatever. Dean Evison, hater of the month. That's uh, that's, your <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's <blog> it, <laughs> We will be right back. Okay. What's your uh, next prediction? My next prediction is that the Wild don't miss any production from Kevin Fiala. Uh but then in layman's terms, I think that the production that the Wild have lost by moving on from Kevin Fiala is sort of replaced by committee through mm-hmm. um, essentially Matt Boley developing, maybe Marco Rossi stepping into it, um, that sort of thing. Interesting. So like you're saying, obviously it kind of goes hand in hand with Rossi getting 60 points or whatever. But yeah. so Fiala scored 85 points, 33 goals last year. Um, while playing with Boldy and everyone. Um, By the way, the yeah, quietest think... point per game season ever recorded. <laughs> oh, I know. He finished eighth in Calder Roden. Oh, wait, Fiala? Fiala's? Yeah. No, I know. Because no one really cared. Um, yeah, I, it's tricky because I think he provided depth like he could kind of depend on a line and kind of just by himself. And I feel like he'll miss that on the, you'll miss that on the power play a little bit, but also, yeah, like it's not as big a deal as people kind of thought when they initially traded him, especially with Rossi just making it. And suddenly in the preseason, 
leading the whole NHL in, in scoring in the preseason for some reason. It's because he's super talented and he's going to set the uh, set the <laughs> yeah, it's not record. just for any reason. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to my next one? Yeah. Okay. I don't think this one's as bold, and again, it's one from the article, but it is that Kaprizov finishes his season with the trophy. It's not crazy because people are also um saying it already that he's a heart contender and art even art ross contender uh more so heart because everyone's looking at the wild and be like he will drag this team like scoring 150 points into the playoffs um but i think he still finishes he kind of carries that reputation as kind of the key cog in this whole machine um that he gets a real nomination of the heart and i think if someone drops off if that's mcdavid if that's matthews mckinnon mccarr whatever um i think kaprizov can kind of run with it if he plays all 82 games yeah um i think that's tough i think you'd be banking on uh some bad seasons from some very good players that includes <laughs> like you you basically like i think the only way that um Kaprizov would be I know I realized that your prediction was not just the heart but if we were say to win the heart it would have to be like he'd have to beat up McKinnon McDavid Matthews probably McCarr and I just like can't see that happening mm. unless that, that's a lot of injuries happening in order to make that work but yeah but like it could also just be down seasons like what if yeah. Matthews I know it's banking on a lot but it's like it's also Caprizov we're talking about, who like might not be on the same level as Matthews or McDavid, but like is right up there. Yeah. Uh you never know. Maybe he gets really involved in the community and he wins the King Clancy Award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Ted Lindsay, he's loved by his um compatriots. He could be. He could be, because I can't uh I can't really see him filling out any of the other ones. It'd have to be a, a rough year. For a lot of people. Not that he doesn't yeah. have it in him to do it, you know? I believe in him. It's the okay. same as the Kayla and stuff. Uh, okay, we'll move on to my next one. Um, yes, for Wallset uh, sets the franchise record for most wins by a rookie goaltender. This That's one is wrong. lofty. This is lofty, and this is banking on a lot of stuff going wrong and also right. <laughs> What's the record right now? Do you have it in front of you? I do have it in front of me, and it's going to make it sound even more implausible. It's 31. Is it, like the, is it Backstrom? No, it's Kakinen. Oh, it's like 18? 31. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't think right. Gus is getting... Yeah, Gus right. is not even playing 31 games, probably. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's uh, it's a lot. Um, that can't be right. Just a second. That that, that legitimately can't 31? be right. It can't be thirty-one. There's no way he went thirty-one. Well, Jackson was that weird thing where he was technically a rookie, but he was like in his right. Like... So I guess in his season, it would be at, it would be wait, twenty-three, which is plausible. He have... Wait, what? Because he played 54 games as a rookie, which is because he was a rookie forever. 
Um, no, he's played 54 games total for the Wild. As a rookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All across of them as a rookie. So okay. Josh Harding Lighter. might actually have it. Nope. Because he played a ton as a rookie, too. Um, what about Backstrom? It's got to be. It, it has to be Kakinen. Sorry. No, it's not Backstrom. Backstrom was a really old rookie. Yeah. So he might not have actually. Uh... Oh, maybe he didn't count as a rookie because he was 28. Yeah. So it's either I'm looking at like the full list and it's got to be Kakadin because um, Josh Arting is the next leader for rookie wins as a goaltender. And that's 16. So it's probably Kakadin uh, with the. Um, what was it? 20, 23. 20. Wait, I'm seeing here. He's only ever had a 16 win season and a 14 win season you he has 23 correct. game starts i'm the nhl website is very not in line with itself okay i'm looking at hockey reference um kakinen 2021 like 2020 2020 <laughs> 16 16 would be the 16 would be the top 16 because he also was in calder voting so i feel like that counts as a rookie season uh so yeah so 16 wins which is not crazy no, especially only played, he only played 24 games to earn that so like yeah i mean what i'm banking on is uh gustafson not panning out because there's a yeah. good uh, flurry I don't have a whole lot of faith in Flurry being able to um, be the clear-cut starter, mostly because of workload. I don't think he can start. I would be surprised if he starts more than 50 games. Which means yeah, that your right. backup is, uh, is yeah, leaning on that. Is leaning on that a little bit. Yeah, like I think you're really kind of predicting that Gustin doesn't pan out. And then also it'd be a flurry injury. They don't like Gustin. They call up Wallstead over Zane McIntyre because the rookie's playing so well. And he's like doing crazy things. But I feel like even in that situation, they'd still call up McIntyre. Yeah, they probably just would. Because they don't want to like are too precious with Wallstead. So they Zane McIntyre's not... injured. Yeah, Zane McIntyre's injured. Mess that up. Hunter Jones is injured. Flurry's injured. Gustafson's bad. Lost that comes. Saves everything. <laughs> All he needs is 16, 16 wins. Could take him 17 yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we'll, we will um, move on to the one thing that you're most excited about this season then. I think the one thing um, is to see kind of this it might be a cop-out because it's just so broad, but see this young talent play. Like even guys like Tyson Joseph and Sam Steele that are playing up the lineup and up and more and have this opportunity that's kind of open for them um, and hasn't really been anywhere else playing with these type of players and just playing in Minnesota. Um, I think it's just really kind of this turnover that we're seeing and kind of mid-rebuild, retool, whatever, 
kind of while still competing. And I think it's a really unique situation that they're in. Yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, what Sam Steele does. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I realize it sounds a little crazy to say this before going into a season. I'm, I'm, caught, I'm quickly losing faith in Tyson Joes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, he's getting, he's getting gray in the beard for a prospect. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm not, like, sure yeah, he's not, he's, he's not super young, but Sam Steele. I'm excited to see what he can do because I, I I agree with Evison, uh, as you pointed out in the article I in that you put on the site. Yeah, MichaelLennis.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> he uh he hasn't been given a, uh, all the chances. So I'm yeah. interested to see what he does. Uh, I'm most excited, same thing. Uh, I want to see Matt Boldy. Yeah, I want to see what full he can do. Full season Matt Boldy. A full yeah. season Matt Boldy, um, some uh power play time more than he was given. And uh, I want to see what happens to Kevin Fiala without his Matt Boldy security blanket. <laughs> I, I have well, we're in the same fantasy league. I have Fiala in the fantasy league, so I hope he's great. Um, one, I just realized one final hot take could have been that Boldy leads the Wild in scoring, but that could have been great. That is a that is a very hot take. That we'll is that. that is so hot. I'm gonna have to end this podcast. <laughs> Boldy wins the. Art trophy. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a new thing for Hockey Wilderness. Um, we're going to put out uh, one of these a week um, to sort of fill your ears with the content that you can't read. So uh, we're really excited about the season. We hope you're excited about it too. And we hope that you're excited about what Hockey Wilderness is going to do this season. Mm-hmm. It'll be a carousel of guests. It won't just be me. It'll always be Matt. But if you're sick of my voice... I yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe there's gonna be times where i won't be around who knows oh god okay <laughs> uh thanks for listening everybody uh again i've been matthew smith from hockey wilderness oh yeah i'm thomas thomas williams <laughs> <Sorry>, manager <laughs> okay bye bye everybody okay